0: Careless
1: stewardship and indifference to proper process that has sown the seeds of the crisis. They are the words of Shuni Rahalig, the chair of the Orti board in her opening statement yesterday to the Oireachtas Committee on Media. Shane Ross, former minister um, and, of course, uh, author and uh, journalist, uh, joins us now. Uh, Shane, what did you make of yesterday's latest revelations?
0: Good morning, Shane. It was... You know, I suppose it was it was compelling viewing, and I, I, most of the people in the country I know were, were watching it. But it was very, very depressing because what you've just quoted there is uh, is the chair of RTE talking about people who were sitting uh, beside her, uh, and you're seeing a dysfunctional operation at work, uh, very publicly exposed as as being a situation of acute scandal. I, I mean, what what we are seeing here is a <laughs> An operation where it, which has no chief executive, where it has, where it has a, a board not functioning with its with its executives, you have a minister who is struggling to, to to try and put some shape on it. You have a staff whose morale is at rock bottom, and that's all exposed in in public. And public trust has been lost. So I I came away really kind of kind of depressed. But I, what I do think is that uh, obviously the executive who were there yesterday are. A busted flush in that they haven't got the confidence of anybody that I can see at the moment, realistically. But I do, do. I also see questions that haven't been asked out to the board itself, who are sitting there pointing their fingers at the executive. Um, you know, the, where is the where is the board? We had three members of the, of the board there yesterday, and a former member of the board. And one of one of them said, and that was the majority former chair. She said that a deliberate decision had been made by the executives not to consult and not to, not to cooperate, in other words, not to give information uh, to the board. So you've had this going on for many, many years. And I think the questions to the board should be asked as well as to the executives to say, how did this happen? Were they not mm. asking the right questions? Some of the board members of RTE who haven't appeared at the PAC, the PAC or, or the media have been there since 2014. And they what questions have they been asking and one of the one of the questions was asked by Brandon Griffin yesterday, which I thought was really pertinent, was when he when he asked about the remuneration committee. This broke out about pay. this is what happened. there is a remuneration committee of the board which is meant to oversee pay whose job is to talk about pay and find out pay and make recommendations about pay, and particularly in its mandate is consulting with the Director-General, who's not on it, it's all the board members who, who's on that thing, in relation to top-talent contractors. That's Ryan Tupperly in code. Now, what happened to that committee? What was the board doing there? What, that committee didn't sit for two years out of the last six, for some extraordinary... For some extraordinary it it
1: does seem like an omission, but even if they had been sitting, they wouldn't have been aware of the arrangements, the special arrangement. Nobody seems to have been aware of that arrangement, bar one or two people.
0: Well, they they obviously should have sat more often than once a year maximum. And they obviously should have asked questions. Boards are there to challenge executives. That's what the point of the board is for. And the board in this case, and not just in the case of remuneration, but it's one, quite patently obviously was not challenging the executive because they didn't seem to know what was going on. Now, this has been going on for years and years and years, but the board doesn't seem to have challenged them on any of the issues which have. Emerged. So, what you see, what I saw yesterday, is a board that was captured. And that's quite a common problem in, in, in the corporate world. A board which is captured by its executives. Its executives are kind of working separately from the board, as Moya Doherty really pointed out. Uh, but the board is actually tacit and complicit in that and not aggressively asking those questions, which would have exposed some of these problems at some stage.
1: Does that mean that, I mean, there's been lots of talk about the executive board and, and should there be resignations there? I mean, do you believe, and as we fair, or assume the you know, isn't long in the door, but do you believe there should be a new board appointed?
0: I do. I think it's absolutely essential at this stage because, I mean, you're right, she hasn't been there in the, for very long. She only came in last November, and this was bounced on her by the auditors, I think, in March, in early March. So she hasn't been there very long. Although I'm not sure there were any signs of any great zeal for reform, or what questions she asked before she came in about what she saw in the annual reports. Some of this information. It's well, there no, in, in annu-
1: fairness 4%. to Shun, it would be hard to it would be hard based on the annual report to spot that there was something awry.
0: Well, you could have asked questions about the remuneration committee, Shane. That was it's absolutely glaring. If you look at the if you look at the the directors' report, it kind of blandly says. Uh, the, it looks at all the committees i mean the other some of the other committees the audit committee set seven times and then it says the remuneration committee this committee didn't sit this year you could you could have asked a few questions about that to be fair if you're mm. taking on the chair of an organisation yeah, i still think it's
1: a copy. bit of a stretch to suggest that Shune might have realised something was amiss before before taking the job i
0: think that's no, a no, stretching i i think i think other members of the board should have been aware of a lot of these things that are going on and should have asked a lot more questions. Is it, I mean, yesterday was spectacular in all the revelations that were going on about corporate hospitality, uh, and they're, 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 they're a symptom of a, of a real problem. But are you telling me that members of the board, of which there are 11, and this hospitality was going on for, for many, many years, some of them have been there for eight or nine years now, didn't know that this lavish hospitality was going on and didn't ask? hey, how does this gel with, 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 yeah. with staff members being asked for cuts? You're telling me that none of the 11 members knew about it or asked about it? I mean, this is a, this is a serious problem. And so far, that hasn't been addressed because it's too con- inconvenient. You know, it's this dysfunctional board without a chief executive. Somebody's got to be relied, on, r- relied upon to take it by the scruff of the neck. But I don't think RTE can credibly continue with the same people who've been there at the top. And remember, it's the board, whether it's worth Ultimate responsibility lies the same people at the top during this interim period, which is going to be very traumatic for it. I think it needs a kind of total cleansing and total change in the structure. I don't th- th- think that, that's on the you can stay on. That's the minister's job, isn't it? Yes, the minister. The minister appoints the board, and that is very much the minister's job. And I think the minister is going to have to face up to the fact that this is more fundamental than than you know setting. I'm, I, I think she means very well in what she's doing, but to set up. You know, reviews which are going to take eight months, I don't think that's enough. It's not going to keep the staff happy who, whose jobs are now looking as if they're, you know, in jeopardy, some of them. Because it's quite obvious that the commercial revenue is falling, sponsorship has been withdrawn on certain programs, and the, the immediate future is, is critical. They are short of money. They're living on an overdraft, and I don't think it's going to be sorted by having reviews, which, by the way, you know, governments by their nature will then come and pick bits and pieces out of reviews. Which yeah. will take another month or two while the situation deteriorates. So I think it's what struck me yesterday was it was despair in some ways, in that the steps have to be taken urgently. It's not good enough to set up reviews at this
1: stage. Shane Ross, uh, f- um, author and a journalist, uh, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast uh, this morning. Let us know your take on all of that 087 1400 106. You can WhatsApp us for free.